Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. Today we're reviewing the latest and last installment of a film franchise that is not as popular as The Sopranos. Much more popular and last installment with this actor. James Bond, No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig and others. Um, Never seen a James Bond movie before. Um, Jumping right in on the very last one of a five-film um, series five years actually after the last one they were kind of spaced out they started in 2006 five movies in 15 years pretty spaced out yeah they don't they don't rush them um they make them when they feel like making them yeah so just jumping right in um felt like i watched endgame without any of the other marvel movies kind of <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but yeah there's definitely <laughs> some of that we're gonna touch on that we're gonna give our movie our pat and penny movie rating scale um and that's pretty much it for today Ty. maybe Nothing maybe a little on. bit of movie news that's pretty much it for today, Ty. Nothing else really going on. Let's get into it. percent of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I don't feel so good. Hulk. Smash. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has casted a new actor. Really? Chris Pratt's out? Yep, he's gone. Just kidding, it's Adam Warlock. Uh, They casted Will Poulter, eyebrows from We're the Millers, and many other things. (laughs) Did you know he was in Chronicles of Narnia? No, I've never seen those movies. Seriously, that feels right up your fucking alley. What what about that makes you feel right? Oh, you like like the Percy Jackson books? Like I I feel like you loved those those young adult novel movies <laughs> never seen any of the narnia films. no not a single one didn't read the books didn't watch the films nothing 
Okay. I. All right. Do you see Maze Runner? No. He's in that. What about Detroit? No. He's in that. What? Let's see if you've seen anything else he's been in. We're the Millers. Um, Chronicles of Narnia. Wild Bill. We're the Millers. Plastic. You seen Glassland? No. No and no. Uh, Kids in Love. War Machine. Detroit. Maze Runner. Uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. <laughs> what? Did you watch that? No. That was like the Choose Your Own Adventure movie on Netflix. Black Mirror Band. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I That was actually pretty sick. He was good in that, too. I thought I've seen a movie with him in it, but I guess not. Like another Midsummer. Movie. Never seen that. You haven't seen Midsummer? No. The movie's creepy as shit. That's probably why I haven't seen it. But not scary, just creepy. It's just vibes. Yeah, that's the only thing I've seen him in. I I've seen him in a he's in a TV show or something. I swear, maybe not because it's not popping up. I just went through his whole filmography. <laughs> um, School of Comedy TV series, various. He has like a eight episode run. The Fades TV miniseries. It looks like he's only in the pilot. The Revenant. Oh yeah, The Revenant, award winning film that I just jumped over. Haven't seen it. Just wanted to point that out. I've seen another movie with him in it, dude. I swear to goodness. Dope Sick is a, is a TV thing. I will see another movie with him in it, though, because he is going to be Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, like you alluded to. I think I said it. I don't think I alluded it. Like you alluded to. <laughs> um, Adam Warlock. Riley said he's supposed to be handsome, which, Riley, how do you think a comic book person's handsome? You're kind of weird. Um, no, he's supposed to be like the perfect perfect human. Well, I don't think he's a human. Well, perfect being. Um, yeah, Adam Warlock looks nothing like Will Poulter, at least comic book-wise. But I don't know. Maybe he's going to grow his hair out, have some luscious locks. I feel like ooh, they're also going to paint him in gold like they did those the, the people yeah. in, in Guardians 2. Yeah. I feel like him painted in gold with his hair grown out a little bit. He did an interview recently where he said he's been eating healthy before the news broke. So it was just like, yeah, I've been trying to eat healthy, and now we know it's because he's trying to get fucking jacked. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's a good casting. I mean, I don't. I obviously, like I said, I haven't seen anything else. He's he gets a lot of praise and stuff that I haven't. We're seen. the Millers, so I don't. I don't really. And he was good in the Bandersnatch thing, as I, a non-comedic relief nerdy guy like we're the Millers. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't think of a better casting. So Bingo. confirms that Adam Warlock is indeed um, returning to the MCU and not just something they were going to forget about. Which, I, yeah. honestly, for a while there, I thought it was that was going to be the case. Especially after the James Gunn shit. Yeah. I thought they just kind of punted on it. But he's back. Adam Warlock's back. And I'm excited to see what they do with this. And got to imagine he, he gets, bare minimum, a Disney Plus show. Okay. Because that feels like their default. Like, ah, we don't want to make a movie. We'll mm-hmm. give him a TV show. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got, like, a introduce in this, create a film franchise around it for the character. Um, his origin story was first shown in Fantastic Four number 66. Is this going to be a gateway to the Fantastic Four? That would be sick. Probably not. I think the Fantastic Four is just going to be multiverse, probably. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with that either. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about him other than like his stuff with the Infinity Gauntlet and everything, and that's obviously past. Yeah, that feels like his big, big moment. Yeah. And they passed his big moment, so just get weird with it. <laughs> um, powers and abilities. Is he like a good guy, bad guy, uh, anti-hero? Kind of like Vision. Where he's just like, he's good, but not like, he just is like, I feel like doing this. But he's going to start bad? I, I think there's a bad version of him. I don't I don't fully know. 
I've got to imagine he's fighting the Guardians at some point and then is like, yo, mm-hmm. y'all are cool. In all of his incarnations, the character possessed superhuman strength, speed, durability, stamina, agility, and the ability to manipulate cosmic energy for energy energy projection, flight, recuperation, e.g. creating a cocoon for self-preservation and regeneration. That's pretty sick. And Im- immortality. Although he can't be killed, he cannot truly die. His death cannot claim his soul. For a time, Warlock, during his him incarnation. What the fuck does that mean? He can die, but he can't. His soul can't be taken. So it's just a dead body and he's just <laughs> stuck in it? Maybe he just gets reincarnated to another body. Gotcha. For a time, Warlock, during his him incarnation, sacrificed the majority of these powers by prematurely emerging from his cocoon in order to defend the high evolutionary. In compensation, the high oh. evolutionary gave him the soul gem. Warlock's powers increase with each resurrection. So maybe maybe he leaves the cocoon early and we don't get like a fully yoked out Adam Warlock in the... I mean, he's been sitting in there for fucking like eight <laughs> years now, it feels like. I hope he's done. Well, yeah, because the second Guardians takes place right after the first Guardians, which is like 2014, 2013. Yeah. And then we're in, what, 2023 this, now? Yeah, and then the movie comes out. Yeah. Well, MCU world, yeah, 2023, which is kind of funny how we caught up to that. Oh, sh- I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, this movie comes out in a few years, so we'll see when they place it. Because it's next, end of next year? Yes. No, past no. that. Beginning of 23. I don't know exactly when it starts. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Because they got the Christmas special next Christmas and then the movie. Yes. May 5th, 2023. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously Thor is going to be in it, right? That's yep. confirmed. And then we also have Thor Love and Thunder that comes out before this. Yeah. How the fuck is that going to work? I don't fucking know. Are they going to be in Thor and Love and Thunder? I think so. Not significant roles, but... So then, how is he going to be? I this is, I don't know. We just, you just got to trust. You just got to trust. Daddy, I trust Daddy Feige. I trust him. <laughs> all I know is Korg's going to be in Thor: Love and Thunder, and that's all I care about. <sighs> yep. Um, yeah. Did you? So I know you. We talked. I don't know if we talked about it. You watched the last What If? Yeah, did you the see? Last two, yeah. Did you see the episode where they killed Korg? Yeah, that was the second to last one. It was the I Ultron. Mean, he one. Killed literally everyone in the entire universe and other universes, but yes. But they highlighted a Korg death. <laughs> I just want to get your thoughts on that scene. Look, I just think he was noble and he was trying to fight, and I'm I'm honored that he was in that scene and got you know some screen time. Yeah, they showed some respect for him. Which they Ult- know what the people want. Ultron with the fucking Infinity Stones, pretty badass. I know you said you didn't like the second to last episode, but whatever. That, he literally went to the fucking Watcher. It was whatever. I liked the Doctor Strange episode the most. See, I only dope. I only saw like four of them. So you gotta watch Doctor Strange episode, I, best one. I kind of want to watch the Thor one because he's just yelling Party Vegas. Thor? Yeah, I don't remember that episode. <laughs> yeah, so that Doctor Strange, he's like evil, right? That's the yeah. So like the thing is like instead of crashing and losing his hands, he loses, loses. the love of his life. Yeah, and the other girl, and then he tries to use like the time stone and sorcery to bring her back. This is full spoiler. Tries to use the time stone and sorcery to bring her back, but then like the ancient one comes and is like, "This is like a fixed point in time where like no matter what you do, this event still occurs." Um, and so then he goes ape shit and becomes like super ultra powerful, killing anything or whatever to like become powerful enough to break that point in time and destroys the entire universe wow yeah it just ends with him all alone in, in like a black hole and then the watcher gets him and then the wa- he's just talking to the watcher because it's the only other person he can talk to <laughs> and then eventually he joins up with him and then he comes back to the last episode but pretty yeah. good fucking episode kind of sad um eternal um eternals uh kevin feige said 
It is going to redefine the MCU entirely. I just want to point that out. What does that mean? I don't know. Probably because they've been here the whole time. And you mentioned before we started recording that it's supposed to be like two different timelines um, crossing, you know, 7,000 years. So I guarantee by, quote, we'll redefine the MCU entirely. They'll probably explain some shit that happened 7,000 or whatever years ago that explains why this happened in modern day. And it's like, oh, this is why it happened. Or, oh, this is why the multiverse is possible. Or, you know, something in some capacity. Because obviously the multiverse is running rampant. Okay. We do we do sports gambling picks on on our other podcast. Go check don't, it out with Online Sports. Okay, but don't bring up anything past that, please. I'm not ready to talk about that. Wait. Just last week, I, I'm just not ready to talk about last week. That's all. No, you I'm just, say. That's all I'm saying is we, we we gamble on other thing. Go check it out. Create a line for redefine the MCU, meaning they're going to introduce mutants. What are the odds? Some introduce way, some way, somehow that mutants are redefined because I would be redefining the MCU. Well, but see, this is where it gets tricky and why they don't do things like this is like, what do you mean by introduce mutants? Nope. Like, do they have to say the word mutants? Yes. Literally any ref- any reference, any anything to mutants. Not maybe mutants, but like a like a mutated gene. Uh, any any sort of reference. I'd say eight to one. That's not that bad. That's a value pick. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know if that really fits in with the story. Now... Well, it's just like because they're in the past, so maybe it's like something where it's like, oh, these are you know mutated, whatever, and mm-hmm. down generations of people, and yada yada, blah blah, and then and a mutants like something awoken that like brought them, so maybe that awakens the X gene in people. The X gene, ooh, yeah, that'd be a good way to reference it. Are we gonna get Wolverine in my end credit scene that I've talked about for three years it now? Needs to fucking happen. I feel like it. I feel like our end credit scenes were good for like phase one, phase two MCU. I feel like they get too carried away now. What do you mean? Like a little tease of like a shadow, like shadowy person that feels like an after Iron Man end credit scene. Yeah. Now they're just like, let's show five different superheroes and like do a fucking. Let's show spoiler alert for Venom, Spider Man in the end. Well, yeah. <laughs> they get carried. There is no shadows and hinting at stuff. It's just like in your face. Go watch our next movie. Well, my end credit scene, you would see the the. <laughs> Yeah, but it would be like the sh- like the shadow of it, I thought you said. Or you just full on. It would be a shadow, yeah, but yeah. you would see him fucking. Which is like, oh shit, but like you don't actually see it. Yeah. I mean, you see it, you just don't see who the actor is because yeah. they probably don't have him cast yet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What's our end credit prediction for Eternals? <sighs> I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go something with sword. We haven't seen sword in a while. That the Nick Fury spaceship after Captain They're Marvel with sword. Something with sword. They feel and space. maybe Captain Marvel too. Maybe? Yeah, they feel like they're space connected somehow, and they could be working with Captain Marvel. Do we find out Captain Marvel's an Eternal? Actually, that doesn't no, make any sense. sense. We saw her origin story. Do they recruit her to be an Eternal? Is that possible? No, I don't think so. I mean, she could work with them, but I don't think she gets classified. She's like assistant, <laughs> not like actually one. Um, Moore went on to say. Uh, this is the a producer said went on to say Eternals could have a lasting impact on future MCU titles even if there aren't a lot of other characters involved in this movie. Um, so it doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of other characters. But all I know is I'm seeing this in IMAX tie. Um, it's going to be so good. Close out award winning. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it in IMAX opening night. I'm going to go see it in IMAX opening night. And it's going to be one of those situations where I'm going to feel like a bad friend. I'm just going to be like, sorry if you can't go see it opening night. IMAX, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting. I'm going to go. Okay. There's no questions. <laughs> Unless Victoria tells me no, then I can't. But <laughs> And Riley will probably be a good friend and be like, let's wait for them. And I'll be like, nope. 
You're like, I'm going without you too now. <laughs> yeah, I'll go by my fucking self. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt because, like, how many of their past projects could they have said is going to reshape this? You know, fucking Eternals and – or not Eternals. Shang-Chi and, and the Ten Rings could reshape the MCU and what those mean. Loki could have reshaped the MCU and what the time TVA means. So I'm not going to get too excited. Mm-hmm. But I want mutants. Last thing, real quick. Um, Castingly convinces Marvel fans a big name is joining the MCU. How Have big? you heard about this? Leonardo DiCaprio? That's Bill Murray. Name. Really? <laughs> I don't know if I consider him a big name anymore. Ant-Man and He's the a Wasp. legend. Quantumania is what the rumor is. And I quote from Central Casting. Um, describes a photo double... As someone, oh no! Apparently, they saw a photo double who is looks like Bill Murray. Looks like a body double for Bill Murray. The aforementioned casting detail, which you can read below via Casting Central, notes that John Townsend was cast in Dust Bunny, was cast in in Dust Bunny, which is the working title for Ant Man in the Wasp: Quantumania, as a photo double for Murray. Okay, I. Bill Murray's in a, Casting leak. in a very special spot where every time I see him on screen, I'm like, hey, that's Bill Murray. Similar to, like, Dwayne Johnson. Like, he doesn't fall into roles. He just is himself, always. Yeah. Um, I feel like that'll take me out of the movie a little bit. Yeah. I'm trying to get a, 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 a deeper dive on this. He is hilarious, though. And Bill Murray and Paul Rudd on screen together. It's just hilarious. I hope, I hope, I can't think of his name. What's Paul Rudd's uh, friend's name? Um, Luis, I hope Luis explains a story to Bill Murray. That scene would be great. I would enjoy that very much. Play the hits. So it just says that there was a picture of like a casting information where it didn't say Bill Murray, but it said John Town said as Bill Murray's photo double, um, which just implies like, like when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's like body double stuntman are on set of No Way Home. It's like, hey. Maybe they're in this. What would he do? Is he going to be an old version of Paul Rudd as they mess around with the quantum and it's like an old Ant-Man? You know how they did that thing in the endgame? I could, it would be a small role. I don't think. Bill no, Murray's too damn old. Yeah, he can't be a part of the main thing. And Jonathan Majors is like the main villain, so it's not like... I mean, they do like hiring old people in the Ant-Man movies, though. <laughs> <laughs> Between um, what's-his-name and what's-her-name. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Lawrence Fishburne also. Yeah. Older. Older yeah. gent. I don't think he's Bill Murray. Should we get Clint Eastwood in this? Oh, shut the fuck up, Jay. <laughs> Bill Murray's 71. He's still 20 years younger than Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Bill Murray could beat Clint, Wils- Clint Eastwood's fucking ass. <laughs> Garfield would wipe the floor with his ass. Lawrence Fishburne is uh, 60, so he's pretty, he's up there, too. Oh, he's nimble. I'm not trying to old shame, though. No, no, no. I like old actors, just when they don't try to be the macho man. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting. I don't know if they're going to do Bill Murray in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Anyways, Ty, another old man, another old action star, Daniel Craig. How old do you think Daniel Craig is? He's like 45. Is he really? He looks like he's 65. He's like 45. He's grizzled. Daniel Craig, 53. Damn. Well, he looks good. He's fucking jacked. Give us our synopsis for No Way to Die. No time to die. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. 
Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. James Bond has left the act of service. His peace is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Once again, starring Daniel Craig, Anna de Armas is listed second despite being in this movie for all of 15 minutes. Who's that? Anna de Armas, the uh, girl who goes to the party with him. Oh, okay. Like, literally 15 minutes, and then is never shown before or after that scene. Uh, yeah, Rami, Rami Malek as the villain, L- Lea Seydoux. I believe she's a French actress. It's the love interest. Lashana Lynch as uh, the new 007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ralph Fiennes as M. Mm-hmm. Ben Quisha as Q. Jeffrey Wright, that's actually another big name. Christopher Waltz, another big name. Yeah, so we've never seen a Bond film. <laughs> and I mean any Bond film, not just Daniel Craig Bond just film, any Bond film. Any of the former Which is actors. weird because if it's such a big film franchise, you would think that we might have seen some. Jay, I, I, literally, this isn't even an argument for me. It's so effortless that this is a bigger franchise than Sopranos. <laughs> it's like a fucking video game and franchise. He's a fucking sex icon being James Bond. So much big, better than some fucking fat Italian dudes who kill people in a TV show. How do they explain that it's a different James Bond? I think it's just reboots. I think typically it's been reboots. This one seems like they're going to try and continue on the story with like a new actress Mm -hmm. in um, Lynch. But I think in the past it's just been reboots or soft reboots or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Well, the first one in the Daniel Craig uh, franchise was Casino Royale, which is a beloved place for us in Las Vegas. Fuck yeah, Um, it is. And I kind of, after seeing this movie, I kind of want to go back and watch all of them, but this movie is fucking long, so I don't know if I'm going to. I do believe this is the longest one because it's the send off. They, they had that luxury of take your time. Two hours, 43 minutes. And our theater fucked up and the projector didn't start, so the movie started late. Yeah. Which did not help how long this movie was. It's made $326 million already. Wow. What a, what a small franchise. How much has Mini Saints Newark made? It's on HBO Max, so of course it's going to be lower. Excuses. It's free excuses it's free yeah maybe if it was such a big franchise they wouldn't let people watch it for free look man i mean they did that with a bunch of movies okay i mean fucking kong versus godzilla was free okay um which they got to be kicking themselves like if they would have just waited a few more months and not done the hbo max thing yeah they announced that too early they're like let's just do it all year and then they got like three months into the year and we're like this may have been a mistake (laughs) whereas Marvel kind of played it coy and, you know, and everything. And they're like, we'll release it to streaming, but you're going to pay us still. Yeah, well, but they never committed to anything. And then yeah. um, now with the Eternals, I'm sure it probably won't be Disney Plus at all. It'll be all. No, fucking, no, no I mean, Shang-Chi wasn't, so there's all the example. You need Shang-Chi, excuse me. Um, 
so yeah, I guess it's a big film franchise. Um, there's some interesting things I have to say about this movie, mostly because, um, I'll be honest, I was very confused in a lot of it, and that kind of hurts the plot slash story, but at the same time, I was also, haven't seen any of the movies, so I, I don't know if I can blame the movie that much that I was confused. Yeah, that feels like it's on us. <laughs> so I can't argue, but there's a lot of reference to Spectre. Yeah. Um, which is another name of a film. Yeah. And it seems like a very, very integral crime syndicate that he's fighting. I, I, I know nothing of this. Ty, uh, so far, it is already the ninth highest grossing film in 2021. Fuck yeah. Now, I'll read you the top ten. Well, actually, I want you to guess some. But number ten, A Quiet Place Part Two, oh. 297 million. Okay. Free Guy, number eight, 327 million. Nice. That, that jumps over. Bond hasn't hit Free Guy levels yet. Bond's a million behind, though. He's going to jump it. Yeah. He's also going to jump Black Widow, 379 million. Yep. Also going to jump probably Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, 403 million. I'm probably going to jump Godzilla vs. Kong, which still did $467 million. Okay. If they would have just waited, could have been a billion-dollar movie. Yeah. Then we have... Damn, it did that much and being on HBO Max? Yeah. It's impressive. Then we have the battle at Lake Changjin. I don't know. Foreign, foreign movie, I guess. Foreign film. We have Detective Chinatown 3. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What? I- foreign film. Chinese comedy mystery buddy film. Okay. Number two, F9. Okay. $716 million. Number one, High Mom. By Leanne Pictures, Leanne Ray Pictures, Chinese comedy film written and directed by Jialing, starring Jialing. How much is it made? Eight hundred forty-eight million. In this economy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. In this fucking economy, it's so remarkable. James, James Bond is going after uh, High Mom. I, okay. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I'm, um, that's the fucking bar to beat. <laughs> but like I said, there was a lot. There was references. I felt like they they did the throwback villain, the one that was in jail, and they did a bunch of other stuff. And I'm sure it was yeah. Cool Christoph Waltz was definitely the main guy of something else. Yeah, and you know they had the CIA references, they had the MI6 references. Yeah, I, I felt like I was like like eavesdropping on someone's very emotional situation when Jeffrey Wright's Felix died. <laughs> so I was like, I have no idea who this is, and it's like an emotional send off for that character and like their friendship. I was like, I just met you 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't supposed to be in the room. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He meant the same to me as the girl that was in it for 15 minutes. Anna de Armas, yeah. Which, I, I didn't understand her character. I think she's supposed to be, like, the Bond girl. Because I know, like, each movie has, like, a Bond girl. Mm-hmm. Which I know that people are complaining about this movie because he's, like, his thing is, like, hey, I hook up with women and don't care. Yeah. Because he's sick as fuck. Um. And then, and then this one's about him being in love with this girl. Yeah. They're like, that's not Bond. He's getting old. Okay. Still looks jacked. I was shocked. When he had a dress in front of her and he asked her, her to turn around, I thought that would be like an eye contact drop the pants. I'm James Bond. <laughs> um, so I, I, I went in with expectations for what Bond was, and I, I was the expectations subverted. I will say they played all the hits. I've never seen James Bond. And they played the hits. They had the music going. Yep. They had the Bond girl. They had the, he literally said Bond, James Bond. Almost um, like as a joke, though. It was like he was at like a DMV. Well, I think he was, it was getting his tag to get into the MI6. Yeah. But like it had DMV vibes. Yeah. And like. And I think he was, at, he wasn't getting his fucking bulletproof with guns in the headlights, Aston Martin registered. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and th- they had all the fucking, there was the, there was the, during the Anna de Armas, like a uh, party scene, they stopped mid fight to have martinis mm-hmm. electric. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. That feels like a James Bond thing. Like, I need a minute to drink because I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. The bookends, the first and last film with Craig Air end with almost the same phrase, Bond, James Bond. I looked up uh, No Time to Die film tropes, and it just has all these fucking tropes that, like... Like what they do? Like, just different things, like a, uh, quote, um, Bond villain stupidity. Okay. Um... This, this villain wasn't the best. Yeah, but he fucking killed James Bond. Spoiler alert. Did he? I mean, his kind of. He led to that event, but he didn't fucking kill him. No one kills fucking James Bond. Only James Bond kills James Bond. <laughs> if he could could have still been with the love of his life, Jay, he would have got off that island. I'm trying to find the No Time to Die subverts the most Bond tropes, says Daniel Craig. I don't know. They played the hits. Ah, uh, yeah. There was a lot of Bond tropes in there. That's what I'm. I'm trying to think of more, but it is what it is. It's fine. Um, he, well, he said shaken, not stirred. I know that's one. He did one. say yes, yes. He did say that. Um, they played the hits. It was the last movie they played the hits. Plot slash story, though. I got to jump into that. Like I said, I was a little confused. Part of it's my fault, but I will say, part of it's also the movie's fault a little bit. Cause like it was just like go 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 go. And I'm gonna be honest, like sometimes they didn't explain a lot of shit. Mm-mm, no, they they very much relied on you to know. Like, Rami Malek's character was in the beginning, and then just wasn't there. For like, an hour. And, like, you're like, okay, what the hell? And then he just comes back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, the big bad villain. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I gave it a 10. I gave it a 13. Okay. I, I, I expected to not know some of the stuff. Um, I liked the the use of the, like, how he fucked him at the end by poisoning him. So, like, even though the villain lost, he still kind of won. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the the 007 conflict between the new 007s <laughs> and the old 007. Yep. Um, I mean, it was fine. It was an action movie. I, I didn't hate it. I liked the nanobot thing. That was, I mean, it, it makes no sense, but, like, also I feel like most Bond things don't, so you're just supposed to expect that. Yeah. And it was, like, it was different. I've never seen anything like it where it was, like, it affects DNA. And then the opening credits were like guns and fucking DNA things shooting bullets oh and made God. DNA strands. That was cool. So that's another um, play the hits. They had the classic James Bond um, like opening credits. But I thing. will say, Ty, I haven't seen the other Bonds movies, so I don't know. That is the latest opening credit I have ever seen. That Ca- opening credit was 20 okay. minutes into the movie. Okay, counterpoint. That first twenty minute action scene of the car chase and shit was yeah. fucking awesome. It was cool. I'm not saying it. It was so. Wasn't I was cool. fine with them taking their time to get to the opening credits. But don't rush that opening scene. I, I loved it. I don't know if you heard me, but I I like audibly laughed because I did, just was yeah. not expecting it. <laughs> like what the? Like you were all settled in, ready for the story to move on, and they're like, pause. Seriously. Um, maybe they were like, hey, it's a three hour movie. We can take our time to get to the opening credits. There's still plenty after it. <laughs> which seriously, um, which after um. Seeing this, it makes the Deadpool James Bond ripoff scene funnier because I never, oh, yeah. I didn't really like, I knew what they were doing, but I didn't know it was like a James Bond like yeah. thing, and it was funny because they were like ir- unironically doing like what Deadpool was making fun of, like the exact same shit yeah. almost. But I feel like it's like kind of it's one of those things where it's like it's ridiculous, but we got to do it. There's got to be a group of people that are like just trying to always one up it. Like we should go back and just watch all the James Bond intro title cards and there's rank gotta, them. I mean, a hundred percent. There's a fucking YouTube montage of that. For sure. Maybe that should have been our list this week, but it's too late now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just gave it a 10 because I, I thought it, it just felt like a, a James Bond movie where they were like, let's play the hits. Let's get all these villains in and we'll just kind of shoehorn a story in there. And 
you know, he's just going to do a lot of different spy shit, and it might not always feel like it connects, but whatever. It's James fucking Bond. Yeah, I mean, I, 13 isn't a great score, but it's good enough, and I feel like I would have appreciated the story more had I had any context of what was going on. Also, him getting double-crossed. Didn't see that one coming. Double-crossed. Uh, by the by the white guy who, like, was oh. working with Felix and then shoots Felix. Yeah, that was another part of the plot, though, where it just kind of felt like... Let's throw this into surprise. Yeah, no, like he double crosses him. And he's like, "Oh, he's on my trail," and then he just kills him. Yeah, <laughs> kills him in a badass way. He smashes him with a fucking SUV. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I was fine with it. Thirteen feels fair to me. Okay, fair enough. Visuals slash cinematography, Jay. Now this is an action film. This is a Bond film. It's got stuff to live up to. That opening title card does play into the score for me. But what'd you give it? Eighteen. Also gave it an 18. Looked fucking great. Well, yeah, this was a huge budget movie that was made for IMAX. I was actually reading something about it today, um, about like the just the IMAX and like the camera how, they use and how they yeah. shot things. And, and this must have looked fantastic in IMAX. I will not be seeing it again just to see IMAX because it was very long. Yeah. But I would have liked, if we had an IMAX theater near us, I wouldn't have mind seeing it in IMAX because it was very beautifully filmed. It looked like a big budget film. And I mean, 250 to $301 million was their budget. <laughs> That's, that's a, not something you spend on a small franchise. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> that's like Avengers level um, right there. Yeah. And it looked good. Not only did it look good, you know, everything, but like they did stuff with the camera work. You know, the action scene all looked great. One scene that has stuck in my head since is when he's going up the stairwell at the mm, end of the movie. Beautiful fighting everyone, one shot. And it's beautiful a one, one shot, shot the whole way up. Um, and you even get some like of the, the shaky camera work in there. And you get the they turn the corner to see, show the bad guy's perspective. And you get Bond fucking him up real quick. Um, he like throws someone down a flight of stairs on the one shot. I was blown away. It's <laughs> like, you don't do shit like that on a one shot. Yeah, it was, it was really, really well done. Um, it, it looked great. I liked a lot of the framing. Um, a lot of, there was some color work, but not as much. I think that's what would have pushed it over, but like the party scene and how that was shot and everything looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a jump scare. At the beginning. <laughs> At the very beginning, it scared the fuck out of it me. It did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and no, it looked fantastic. That one shot was incredible. The action was all also beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what I expect out of a James Bond movie. Yeah. It Just looked fucking great, man. Fantastic visuals, great action, great camera work on the action scenes. Yep. Um, enjoyed it very much. Even the shit when, like, Spectre is going into the lab and, like, the camera was upside down Ooh, and they did the Spectre's whole... Spectre's going to the... Yeah, weren't they the ones that stole the... Oh, that yeah. lab. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they're upside down, and then you see the the perspective where like they're right side up, but the camera's actually yeah. upside down because they're upside down. And then they open the get glass, and then they flip it, and they flip, and it just looked fucking cool. All the explosions. I will Love say that. there was like no blood. Yeah, I know it's PG thirteen, but like the guy in the beginning just lit up the fucking mom. She's just laying there. No blood whatsoever. No. I was just like, that's like, James Bond gets shot like six times. Oh my. And then he just stands up and has like a maybe softball sized blood patch on his back. How about the the classic movie tropes of just the bad guys missing every shot in this film? Yep. There was a part at the end. We just talked about how good it is visually and everything. But like in that final end sequence where he's left alone on the island and he's killing all these people and everything. Like there was one part where they were like shooting at him and he just like casually walked. Yeah, he's like standing cover. in the open of like no cover whatsoever. He's like, I'm going to take my time reloading my gun because I know they won't shoot me. It's fucking great. And I thought of that um, in the beginning of the movie in the, the Italy scene where they were shooting at him on the bridge. And I was He's just, just like, standing on a bridge. There's nothing to distract you, dude. 
Make your fucking shot. But I, I thought of the idea we had where we make a movie and just kill the guy right away. Like yeah. they just don't miss that opening that opening shot. It's just you got it. You land the shots. Yeah. You're a trained assassin. You kill people for a living. Yeah. I was also confused back to plot slash story who that girl was and like who her dad was supposed to be and everything. That confused me. I think he worked with, with Spectre somehow. That's right. They did kind of explain that at the end. Just a little. Well, at the beginning, too, because like the... the, the um... Yeah, she said he killed people for a living. What the, what the fuck's his name? Rami Malek. Luce, Luce Leatsefer Safin. Saf- yeah, they just called him Safin. Saf- Safin. Rami Malek. Um, yeah. When he lit up the mom. Why did he save the girl? Why didn't he, he tried killing the girl and she fell in ice and was like, I'm not going to kill bad? her. He felt bad? like, I was going to murder you, but I don't want you to die this way. I, I, he just felt bad. I don't know. Maybe he respected her shooting him. Okay. That's know. another one. She lit him up. He was dead, being dragged in the snow and was like, I'm alive now. <laughs> How about it's um, not like you got punched in the face and got knocked out. You got shot unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird to get shot unconscious and then come back, you know, to to your senses. Yeah, like that that's not how that works. Wait. So, I question this and I actually I, I take back my questioning. Um, but I thought Rami Malek was way too young because it was like she was a little girl yeah, and then and she was a like full-grown adult with a child. But Rami Malek's actually 40. I didn't know that. I thought he was younger. He looks very young. Good for you. They Rami made Malek. him look a little older too. Like they tried, but like I could still tell. Yeah, I did not just, think he was that old. I would have guessed like 29, 32. Me too. Me too. So I was a little bit like, eh, how does that make sense? But even if, even if this is 25 years or 20 years later, like he would have had to have been 20 when he did that. I guess that's conceivable. I don't know. She's like six. Now she's 26 maybe with a kid. But Bond's with 53 like 53 year old yeah. Daniel Craig. It doesn't fully line up. Maybe he was just like a 15 year old going and killing the mom. <laughs> <laughs> but he t- when he talked, he was like a full-grown adult when he talked. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you thought he covered the f- – like, maybe he was like 14, 15. You-, you thought he wore the mask for the scars. It was actually for his puberty acne. It's <laughs> very uh, self-conscious. Um, no Time to Die, uh, the evil plot of Rami Malek's Safin explained. There's an article just explaining what I- he was trying to do, which I still don't really know what his end goal was. To kill everyone? Yeah, I – He's like, hey, my family got shot, so now I'm going to mass murder and create genocide. <laughs> um, key elements, Ty. I gave this an 18. Also gave it an 18. Lots of action. Lots of Bonzi tropes. Yep. Um, Would have loved more of of the tropes, okay. admittedly. Okay. Like I said, telling the woman to turn around, you're James Bond. You embrace your manlyhood. He's a new man, Ty. That's what I'm saying. I don't want the new man. <laughs> I want the tropes. <laughs> No, yeah, I just had all the Bonds tropes, and it was a, a spy movie to the absolute fullest. So much so where they packed so much into a movie. They packed fucking four hours worth of content into a two-hour, 43-minute movie. That's what it felt like, at least. Okay. Um, Yeah, and it just had the action. It had the spy stuff. It had the, the story that sometimes doesn't make sense because spy movies always try to outsmart the audience. Yep. And they were definitely trying to do that here. And it was – I've never seen a Bond movie. This is exactly what I would expect out of a James Bond movie. million percent. Yeah, I got walked away from this like I just watched a James Bond movie, and I knew it. <laughs> um, this wasn't a Mission Impossible. Yeah, it wasn't. Never seen know, any of those either. Me either. Heard they're great. <laughs> I've heard they they're just getting better too. Yeah, it's no, like, like, they started mediocre, and then it's just been like up and up. The late, like, I don't know if it's the newest one or the one right before the newest one. It's like fucking raving scores. Yeah, um, the one with Henry Cavill. Um, 
mustache one. Yeah, that's the not newest one, but the second newest one. It's the CGI spy or Superman issue. <laughs> it was because of that movie. <laughs> Apparently, banger. Um, no, this movie was great. I will say, the fact that he has such a beautifully, immaculately restored Aston Martin as like his incognito. I'm a super spy. Don't look at me. But I'm gonna drive around in this like '60s to '70s fucking perfectly pristine sports car. Maybe get like a Honda Accord. <laughs> okay. Just casual BMW. Okay. You're gonna stand out everywhere in that, my friend. No wonder they fucking found you. Yeah. Like they weren't even looking for him. They're probably just like on vacation or like, isn't that Bond's fucking car? He's <laughs> like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> like we should call our boss. They saw it in the parking garage. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I you, agree with you. Fucking sick that the guns come out of the headlights though. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And he just sat there eating bullets. He knew he could. He wasn't even sweating. And she was freaking out. You think he could have told her like we we can take like a hundred more of these? We'll be okay. I don't know. It started going like in a little bit. I think it was about a break. It was, but like he wasn't sweating at all those first thirty seconds. He was <laughs> just thinking. Yeah, he was. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. This actually has. The third highest of his franchise. Which one's ass? Spectre? Um, well, Spectre's got a 63-61 audience. Quantum of Solace has 64-58 audience. So I would guess Quantum of Solace one. is um, Daniel Craig? Yeah. I thought it was Casino Royale, Skyfall. It's Casino Royale, Quantum, Sol- Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and this one. He has five? Yeah. That makes sense. That only had four. Um, and then all the Sean Connery ones are horrible. Or not Sean Connery, the one before him, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Or have really bad reviews. I think that's after him. No, Sh- Pierce Brosnan, the one before Daniel Craig. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's one called Octopussy. Just a dope name. Just to point that out. Um, who's the greatest Bond of all time, Ty? Sean Connery or Daniel Craig? Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> no, I've actually seen his they like his I think his last one was, like, in the early 2000s, maybe, like, like late 90s, when they were toying around with VFX, and he, like, surfs a tsunami or something. Mm-hmm. Just incredibly awful looking, but so dope. <laughs> Die Another Day is what that's called. It has uh, Halle Berry, Pierce Brosnan, Toby Stevens. Nice. Yeah. Daniel Craig. You think he's the GOAT? Yeah. Out of all the Bonds I've seen, he's been the best one. <laughs> I would agree. Um, characters tie. Look, I gave this the middle of the road score for me because I really just didn't know how to evaluate this because, like, I don't have the emotional attachment I should have with these characters. But at the same time, this villain made no fucking sense to me. Mm. Um, I gave it a 12. I gave it a 14 just because Daniel Craig did a good job for me of being Bond. Okay. Um, I liked the new 007 with uh, I don't know. You said Lynch. he wasn't doing the right Bond things, though. Yeah, but he, he kind of was. <laughs> most like the, the stopping the action to drink and making quips throughout the whole thing. That feels like James Bond. <laughs> Um, na- no, Nomi, Naomi. It's just N O M I. Nomi. Okay. I don't. I don't remember them ever calling her that. She was great. I thought she was very good. Um, the Madeline was whatever. Mm-hmm. She was fine. Rami Malek stunk. Yeah, he, he wasn't did. in it enough, and he wasn't that good when he was on screen. Yeah, like he wasn't that scary. No, I feel like he was supposed to be like a very intimidating, scary figure. He's just too. And, but, like, I feel like he's, like, too soft-spoken, but also that can be really creepy if you do it in the right way. You don't have to be, like, amped up to be scary. I, I, what did we just review? Um, Venom? Yeah, where I was saying, like, like a Hannibal Lecter type thing can be scary. Yeah. I feel like the same thing, where you can be, like, calm and still, still scary. He was neither. I yeah. mean, he was calm, but he wasn't scary. 
Yeah, I agree. Ana de Armas was good in her small role. Would have liked more of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine. Jeffrey Wright, he's always good. Like him and everything he's in. Yeah, everything was just fine to me. Yeah, it was just fine. Like I, I James Bond was James Bond. The villain kind of sucked, but the James Bond and the villain counteracted, and all the side characters were just side characters. Again, maybe I should have, you know. If I would have watched it more, I'd have more emotional connection, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was fine. I mean, shit, the, the main villain, which was the main villain in a previous film, the guy who ends up dying that's in prison. Oh, Christoph Waltz. The the leader of... Blofeld. Blofeld, the leader of Spectre. He was fucking creepy as hell. Yeah, Christoph Waltz is a great fucking actor, too. And I wanted to have this conversation, like, is Rami Malek overrated? Like, he had one good movie. And I've never even seen it. I don't even know if it's actually that good. What movie? Are you Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not. One good performance, I should say. It's not that good. He's he's pretty good, but the movie's not that good, and it did not deserve any award that it got. You were alive for Queen, so you don't know if he actually... No, nah, it wasn't I've good. I've actually read and heard from people that he portrayed Freddie Mercury very well. Yeah, that's fine, but it wasn't, like, incredible. No, but that's good. The, that's the movie everyone points at. See, when for me, like, and it's completely unwarranted. Like, yeah, it's Need for Speed. He's fucking hilarious. He's got a scene where, like, they're like... The band broke up, and we're getting the band back together, and he's got an office job, and he's sitting in a cubicle, and, like, he, they're revving their engines outside and, like, rattling the windows, so he, like, goes and sees, and he quits his job and just gets butt-ass butt naked and walks out. He's just walking out butt-ass naked going down the elevator. It's hilarious. Tyler's guilty pleasure, need for speed. Fucking love that movie. Um, but everyone knows him for Bohemian Rhapsody, but, like, he was not really that great in this film. He wasn't that good in The Little Things. And that movie had a lot of potential. We reviewed that. Go check it out if you've seen the little things you want to hear a review. Who was, who the fuck was he in that? That the was main the movie cop with Denzel Washington. It was Denzel Washington, and then it was him. That's right. And then the that was the movie was I completely Jared forgot Leto. existed. Yeah. So much potential. Yeah. Um, do little. Ugh. Oh, he just plays his voice. Yeah. But then like other movies I haven't seen, maybe like Papillon. Papillon. I don't know. Maybe that's critically acclaimed. Night of know. the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. He plays Akmenra. Yeah, he's in all the Night of the Museums. Fuck yeah. Um, Project X co-narrator. Um, that's not even the same Project X. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, he has all this other stuff. He's in Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. Legend of Korra. Good show. Battleship. Isn't that the one with Rihanna? Battleship? Yes. Um, you said that, You said that like, that movie? No, you fucking idiot. And you're like, yes. Because that's how I thought. Yeah. And I saw her name. <laughs> um. So I, I just think he might be a little overrated. I'm gonna say it. I don't know if people how people feel about him, but whatever it is, it's probably a little bit too strong. I I think I agree with you. I've never seen Mr. Robot. I, I it's a TV show. I feel it's one of the things he's known for, and I've heard I've heard about it. He's just kind of whatever, man. Yeah. I don't dislike him, but I don't think I will be excited if he's in something moving. Yeah, forward. Yeah. Like I've lost my appeal of like, oh, he's in this. I can't wait. Yeah, because I even I even had that appeal because I think he's one of those like. He somehow, some way, like people were just like, he got this connotation of being like a really good actor. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, and I love him, but it's kind of like Ryan Reynolds. Like you have this idea that he's like this huge blockbuster movie star. And when we looked at it, it's kind of like before Deadpool, he was just in a bunch of shitty rom-coms. You know what I mean? Like, but, I, but I feel like it's even different because with Ryan Reynolds, like, you know what you're signing up for. You're going to get the Ryan Reynolds thing. Whereas no. this, you expect him to be a good character actor. No, I mean, but with Ryan Reynolds, I don't mean like acting. He, he I got meant too his much star credit. power. Like, I thought he was a way bigger star than he was. Like, when you look at his filmography, he didn't really have, you know. That's fair. Um, but, like, Jared Leto has a little bit of that. But, like, Jared Leto's done good things, too, so I don't know. Jared Leto also in a band. Yeah. 
I, I don't know what that adds to it, but it's, <laughs> but he's another one of those that like gets a good. And I looked, he's I said he's in good things. I don't really know what good things he is in. Jared Leto. Yeah, I know he's in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, I think he won one. an award for that. So he's he's uh, piggybacked that. Good for him. Yeah, but there's just these actors where you hear their names. He's also like, wait a minute, Jay. He had a, an incredible role in the in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Played a riveting Joker. Um, he, there's just these actors who so fucking twisted. You hear their names and it's like you think they're like really good and it's like but then you really look at it and you're like maybe Are not they really good i'm trying to look at like the best actors right now and see like what this list says and the best male actors working today this says number one tom hanks okay i can deal with that um, he's just beloved yeah number two johnny depp like that's another one like is johnny depp really that good i, I think so yeah okay morgan freeman is number three He's got the voice. He, anything he does, he brings his voice, and he's fantastic. Number four, Joaquin Phoenix. Number five, Anthony Hopkins. Number six, Benedict Cumberbatch. So these are Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Hugh Jackman. So these are big, you know, big guys. But Hugh Jackman, not great in Reminiscence. No, he I'll was say fucking it. horrible. Um, but there's just these guys who you think are really, really good, and they just I, I don't think they are. Okay. I don't disagree. He, Rami Malek very much fits that bill. I'm trying it's to that build, bill or build, bill. He definitely fits. That I did build. say that right. Yeah, you did. Thank you. Yeah, man. What's next, Ty? Uh, enjoyment. Give I it gave 15. this a. Damn, you gave this movie a lot higher than I did. I gave it a thirteen. Okay. Um, same as Venom. It was like a Venom. I feel like I liked the the best parts more, but I also got frustrated by some things, so that lowered it to a thirteen for me. Whereas No Time to Die, I was just along for the ride like i got a little tired at the end i'm gonna be honest but you know we went and saw it together i got up and went pee like if yeah. i got up and went pee that's you know i was blown away when you got up i laughed <laughs> really it's like oh fuck like i'll hold it dude to the point of pain and i was just like that's where i was at i was like i gotta pee i'm Which gonna makes get sense up. why i gave it a better score i'm gonna get up i'm gonna wait for a slow moment i'm gonna go check the dodger score which i was continually checking throughout the movie don't know if you saw that yeah uh, did that disrupt you? No, it was fine. Okay. Um, it was a 13. It was fine. It was, I enjoyed it. It was what it was. Yeah. I gave it a 15. Um, like I said, that opening fucking chase scene was, that was, that was electric. Cool. Yeah. It was so good. He's just like, he's got the car going. He like jumps under things. The other car has got the dirt bike. Like that's what I want out of a chase scene. That's fair. Um, the, the party scene of all the fighting was great. The one shot on the stairs. Like for me, I had a blast with all the action. Um, I liked the, the, the comedic elements with the James Bond character mm-hmm. and, and playing the hits, doing the tropes. Mm-hmm. And I think what really put it above this, like above for me is I, I like, I actually want to go back and watch all of his James Bond movies. Yeah. That's and like fair. before, like I wasn't that excited to watch this. I was like, ah, maybe it's good. And like before I really had no interest in, in watching any of them. Now I do because this movie was fun. I'll bump it up to a 14. It left me wanting more Bond, which deserves uh, means I enjoyed it. Okay. Venom, I was I had no urge to go watch the first Venom after watching Venom two. I did say I would. I, I don't think I would go back and ever watch the James Bond movies like just at home. But if I'm like on a flight and I see it, I might turn it on. Might be like a you got a trip coming up, you download it onto your phone yeah. so you can watch it. Something like that. I bumped it up just based on how my categories um, work. I feel like thirteen wasn't fair, so I bumped it up to a fourteen. Okay. Would not go out of my way to watch it, but would watch again and would recommend to someone who has not watched it is that category. Yeah. I, 
I would recommend this to a diehard Bond fan. I'd recommend this to like my dad. I think he would enjoy it, but I don't know. It might be a little too long for him. It is very long. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's it's too long, and that's – I get it. It's the last one. You could have cut some of the fat off. Yeah. You just could. Also, the fucking forest chase scene where he's, like, whistling, and he, like, uses the winch to knock the guy off the dirt bike and, like, getting people's attention and fighting in the fog. That was dope. Yeah. That Even was though, cool. Like, they were chasing him, and he was just in that rec- regular-ass – um you know, station wagon, whatever it was. And why didn't they just shoot his tires? He wasn't in his James Bond car. Yeah, they also, like, got right up next to him and then waited for him to hit them. Yeah. <laughs> and then just got dripped, like, bumped off the road. Like, no shit. Yeah. They were respectful. He had the... That's what a fucking... They had the child on board sticker on the back, Jay. <laughs> They're like, we can't spin this guy out. There's a fucking baby on board. I hope it was Maybe. one of those comical ones, too. I saw one today. It was like a Yoda sticker and said, on board, baby, there is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I hope they had that one. James Bond's just a huge fucking Star Wars fan. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't his car. It was the girl's car. So Maybe because they're like British and they love tea. So maybe it's like the little was Chip from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Maybe it was like a picture of Chip. It says baby on board. Yeah. Okay. I like where your head's at. And that's why that's why he was allowed to do what he could. Yeah, that that chase scene was a little ridiculous. <laughs> I gave it a seventy-two out of one hundred. tie. seventy-eight, pretty high. Almost got it in the eighties. I had a fun time with it. Pretty high. It, it is long, but I had a fun time with it. Um, I feel like if you know all the references, it's even better. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, but it was a it was a fun film, man. It was good. I mean, I gave it a within the lines. It is not above the line for me. It is within the lines. I would give it a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes if I was given a vote. Um, so yeah. Is that like you like subtly trying to like, I would love to be a movie critiquer. I mean, we have a website where I could write movie reviews. Yeah. Um, (laughs) what'd you give it? 71, 72, 72 final score, 75, 75 out of a hundred, putting it 45th out of 93 movies we've reviewed on this pod. I've noticed you've gotten rid of the deleted it today. It's just not, there's no need for it. Okay. I was also looking and, and just the work required to get rid of the negative two because Thunder Force fucked our scale by being so bad. I didn't I didn't want to do it. So you know I stand I stand strong For on our score. Those that don't know what I'm talking about, Tyler had a, a real value or whatever the hell where he was trying to figure out our highest rated movie is hundred, our lowest rated movie is zero. Grading on a curve. Exactly. Uh, it's we just don't need it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was bored. I was fucking around in Excel one day. Thought it'd be cool. Was unnecessary. I can own up to that. No Time to Die goes right between Mad Max and Major League. Uh, just two, two of the most. I feel like we needed something to split those movies up because those movies being back-to-back is just... What a grouping. Which is... There's two different camps that are pissed off about that because you have Mad Max, which is like a critically acclaimed movie that we didn't didn't like as much as other people yeah. that got the same score as Project Fucking Power and lower than Free Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Major League, which was another that's not critically acclaimed, but that's like a beloved, you know, that's a cult classic. Cult classic that we were both kind of just like, eh, it's whatever. And on, it's so. tied with the very forgettable Jingle Jingle. <laughs> it's not tied. One point higher. Yeah. I apologize. So um, outside the wire. But we're not we're objective here, Ty. We're not looking at things like cult classics, even though I mean Anchorman were probably a little biased there, but we're not looking at that I way. I stand it's by just, that ninety one and a half. It's just a strict movie review. It's not I Bingo. don't care how even though when we do law abiding citizen for a hundredth movie, if it lines up for that, um 
we might be a little biased, but that's because we love the movie. That's not biased. That's just liking a movie. Which is literally, we have an enjoyment part on yeah. our scale. Like, it's going to get points. Yeah. So we have seven more movies until we hit 100. Yeah. We have Many Saints in Newark next week. Oh, so we are doing that. Okay. Dune the week after that. Last Night in Soho. Eternals. Ghostbusters. Top Gun Maverick. Uh-huh. Number seven. Empty Spot. Encanto. Oh, yeah. We can't kind of, we can't pass that. So. Unless we do a special two episodes in one week. Yeah. Which would require us recording, which we could literally record at any time. We could literally record it after this if we really wanted to. And Especially if it's it. like a throwback movie. Yeah. Well, it'd well be it would be. Yeah, it'd be live on it. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it. I We got to do something. I feel like as much as I'm excited for Encanto. Well, we'll still review Encanto yes, at the yes. same time. I it just would... don't know if I want it to be the hundredth. Yeah. I agree. That's, a, that's fucking three digits, Jay. Yeah. You know how long it's going to be before we jump up another digit? Probably never. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know if, if we'll do a thousand. List. I don't know if we'll do a thousand. You never know, Ty. You never know. That'd be fucking elect. What does Joe Rogan got? Like fucking 4,000 or some shit like that? He's got I a lot. Know. He has a lot. Each one's like six hours. 75. The first ever 75 we've given. Never given a 75 exactly, which is just seems it's that's interesting to me because that's just like an even number. I feel like that's like our average score too. Like giving like there's a large grouping right there in the 70s. Actually, Ty, if we look at it real quick, I'm going to change our sheet around. Um, I think I did this properly. I did. Um, I don't know if I've ever given a 75. Oh, it didn't work. I was trying to sort by my score. Yeah, you should be able to. Z to A. It's not working. I'm just going to control F, 75. Let's see. Um, You've given four 75s. You gave a 75 to Black Widow, Project Power, Mad Max, and Jingle Jangle. I've never given a 75. You got two 74s and four 76s. I I don't give 75s. Two of your 76s, I gave a 75. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Armin White, what do you think you thought of this movie? Rotten. Yeah. Yeah. Some Something about the woman, woman forcefully making the girl bond. Something about tries to reinvent. I, I, something about fucking politics. I don't, give me some Actually, bullshit. Actually, no. Nothing politics, at least based on this small excerpt. Rotten Tomatoes excerpt. Um, no Time to Die proves that the decades-old James Bond franchise has reached a dead end. The turn towards sadism that began with Daniel Craig's angry, sinister interpretation of 007 has reached an unconscious level of heartlessness. I think he probably misses the begrudging women. Or not begrudging women, but mistreating women. And his title, mm, okay, James Bond gets COVID in No Time to Die. No, he doesn't. <laughs> false <laughs> he gets blown up by a fucking missile I, uh, yeah he gets a little poisoned but that's not what kills him i don't know i think it's because it's like i think his point is uh you know the, no the the he's doing the nanobots for to get people sick and all that bullshit it's just the sickness spreading do you think that's why they delayed this a whole year probably it was like about poisoning and spreading to people, yeah, and probably they didn't do the Marvel route where they completely wrote rewrote a story. I there. wouldn't be just surprised like, if they did rewrite it a little bit because it was nanobots. It could very well have just been like a, a virus. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Um, they also it was like in a lab, and there's no tech. There's no tech involved. Yeah, I feel like nanobots was just an excuse. <laughs> exactly, they were like infectious experts. Yeah, 
I mean, literally, that, there was the joke of they had they put she put the smallpox on the guy's lunch or whatever as a joke. <laughs> Real funny. <laughs> you work at like a dangerous facility like that. That's those are the pranks you play. And then it's nanobots. Yeah, so that they probably did honestly. They made a jump. Um, they've made the Bond movies, which began as Cold War caprices, caprices, hideously, hideously woke. Um, he believes it is woke. Is that is that because of the the female Bond? Uh, what else is woke about this? Um, bringing in TV's Fleabag star, oh the movie's Fleabag. He did not call her Fleabag. Phoebe Waller Bridge to aptly, fiendishly selfish hashtag Me Too. Well, hold on, hold on. We got to start over the sentence. Remarkable. Bringing in TV's Fleabag star, so bringing in Phoebe Waller Bridge to apply fiendish, selfish hashtag Me Too script doctoring merely inhibits entertainment. Okay. She was. She is a one of the four screenplay writers. She forbids sexual humor. Parentheses. No pussy galore. Or Xenia on the top. Now I could be wrong, but there's like there's sexual humor in her show Fleabag, which is a serious loss to the important idea of mutual attraction. The overplotted script starts with young Madeline's abusive and her vengeful gun-slinging prowess like the little girl in Kick-Ass. Young Madeline's abuse, got it. That means Bond enters the story as a secondary figure, a meaningless, violent, toxic male unmotivated by patriotism. Unmotivated? By patriotism. So he doesn't do this for his country. Bond's emotional re-education includes racial... Sometimes I forget patriotism is just like whatever country you live in. It's like, why is he doing this for America? This is all part of the woke agenda. Got it. Bond's emotional re-education includes racial solidarity. You almost said racial slurs. No, solidarity. Um, You know, if Armin White ever hears this, he'll probably laugh because I'm not saying these words right. Look, I'm reading... Of course this fucking idiot liked the movie. I'm reading it without proofreading. With Jeffrey Wright's black mercenary, Felix Leiter. I had a bro- quote. I had a brother. His name was Felix Bond laments. So um, it's woke that he was friends with a black guy. Got it. <laughs> Understood. That is woke. Next comes a female sidekick, <laughs> Anna de Armas. <laughs> then he's challenged by a black female replacement, 007. So because they replaced him with not only a female, but a black female. Black female. Got woke. it. Yeah. Um, Shauna Lynch, essentially a sullen chauffeur packing a badonkadonk. I mean, he that's literally wrote that. <laughs> That's fairly inappropriate. And a No, he wanted he wanted the like asshole manipulate women bond. And a pointlessly gay house husband, Q, supplies Bond's digital intel. Like you can't just be gay. No, there has to no, be no, a no, point no. Yeah. to it. There has to be some sort of reason you're gay. <laughs> Jesus fuck. You can't no, no gay people don't just exist in the world, Jay. Gay people exist oh to do God. things. What the fuck is this guy, Ty? What a trip. Maybe this is the one that gets him fired. Should I say, I'm going to screenshot it and tweet it. Maybe it'll go viral. I mean, I won't mind if I get Armin White fired. More people need to know about this man. Problem is, he writes for the National Review, which is advertising Dan Abrams Live, and I don't think... Um, is that is that like a, like a right-wing... Yeah. Got it. So they don't give a fuck. They encourage this. It's on News Nation now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to make accusations. I, I'm ignorant with News Nation now. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know. But it's unbiased U.S. news. I know that. 
Um, oh, it, it is unbiased. Yeah. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> um, he gave it a rotten tie. Wrap up yeah. the show. Armin White. Just what a great. Well, just before we before we finish up here, okay. Armin White's fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, just this James Bond is over. Yes. Now, obviously, they're they're using Lashana Lynch. Possibly, maybe moving forward. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. Who else would you like to see as Bond? It's going to be someone we don't know. I mean, Daniel Craig was very known when he got this role. But they'll be British, and I don't know British actors. Tom Holland in, like, 15 years. Okay. I was going to go maybe Mr. Adam Warlock himself, Will Poulter. <laughs> okay. He's British. I didn't know that. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Born in England, UK. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a while till they reboot this. Like 10 years? No, maybe like five. I give him five so? years. Yeah, I think five years we'll have another bond. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, maybe I'll go watch that franchise. Oh, I didn't even point out the fact. I mean, I mentioned it, but I like that they killed him at the end. Oh, he's very dead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just like that. Like, you kind of expect it, it's the last movie of the film, but sometimes I like when they just do that. They're just like, there's. He had no time to die, yet he did die. Like, you could have done a happy ending where he falls in love with the girl, but that wouldn't be James Bond. He couldn't live. This is the thing with James Bond. He couldn't live without being James Bond. Yeah. Well, no, he actually couldn't live without the girl. That's true. That too. Which is why he just gave up. But, well, I'm, I'm saying because if happy ending, like, you could always be like, well, James Bond's always going to come back because he just loves to do this shit. Yeah. Even without getting poisoned, you know what I mean? Got it. So just kill him. No, they they went the poison route. 007 is retired. Today's random Rotten Tomato movie score. To end the podcast tie, the titular film, Seven. This is Starring, my girlfriend. Um, Bradley Pitt. And Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. This is uh, Riley's, one of her favorite films, if not her favorite film. Now, I have not seen this film. I know of it. It's like the serial killer, Seven Deadly Sins. Mm-hmm. Is this the one where the head's in the box? I think so. The what? What's in the box? No, I'm pretty sure this is the what's in the box. I'm no, yeah, and it's his wife's head. Spoiler alert. What does his wife do? What is what sin did she do? I don't know. I just know the last sin is supposed to be like grief, or maybe not grief. That oh. doesn't feel like a sin. What are the seven deadly sins? Um, according to Armin, I'm not gonna make that joke. I was gonna make a joke saying according to Armin White, it's this and that, but it could get clipped. I'm not making that joke. <laughs> Who's gonna clip being it? woke? Just being woke is all right. The How many sin. of the seven deadly sins do you think you can you can guess? Okay, um, gluttony. Uh, that feels like a religious word. Gluttony. Gluttony. With starting with an L. L U T A N Y. Gluttony. There's the word gluttony. Gluttony. That's what I'm thinking of. What is gluttony? I've heard of that uh, word. Including excessive drinking. It's like overdoing it, enjoying everything too much. Um. Um. Lust. Yep. Lust is on there. Um. Stealing. Um, not specifically, but I'll give it to you. Greed. Okay. Wanting stuff for yourself. Um, probably some shit about believing in another God. Unholiness. Um, I, I mean, I don't even know this one. Literally like all the other ones have, I, no, I'm just going to go. No, I don't know then. (laughs) Pride. Or vain, being being too vain. You're not supposed to be proud of yourself because everything you accomplish is because of Jesus. Got it. Greed um, is is the second one. Lust is the third one. Um, Inordinate or illicit sexual desire. Okay. Guilty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Envy 
Okay. Uh, gluttony. Okay. Wrath. Or S- anger. Yeah. Uh, sloth. <laughs> I don't know what sloth. <laughs> if you're just a sloth. Yeah. Like, don't. <laughs> you're fucking sinning. Sloth. Um, the first man leaps the ditch. Oh, I don't know. That's like a, a saying. Sloth seven deadly Sloth sins. is one of the seven deadly capital sins in Catholic teachings. It is the most difficult sin to define and credit as a sin since it refers to an assortment of ideas dating from antiquity, antiqu- antiquity and including mental, spiritual, pathological, and physical states. One definition is a habitual disinclination to exer- exertion or laziness. Just being lazy. Yeah, just don't, don't act like a sloth. Yeah, being lazy. Does that mean all... All dogs go to heaven, but do all sloths go to hell? <laughs> I don't know, Ty. Is that what this is saying? Because I fucking love sloths, Jay. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Riley's fucked because she likes to sleep and take naps. So, I I got a few of these on here. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, seven. Hold on. So if he does all seven deadly sins, the last one's being lazy. Is the cop's wife just like a lazy bitch? <laughs> I should just sit Maybe out. we need to watch the movie. It's a movie Riley wants me to watch, even though I spoiled it for myself. Okay. <laughs> um, it's got 82 reviews. Um, as always, 250,000 ratings, two hours and five minutes. Rated mm-hmm. R, 1995, drama slash crime. 92%. 82%. 82% with 82 reviews. Fuck. I thought um, that was like very – I thought it would be easily in the 90s. 95 audience. Okay. 82 tomato meter. Um, I wonder if Armin White's reviewed this movie. I don't even I don't even know check check for me. Is I, there a way to check? I just got to go through but there's like 20 reviews per page so it won't take too long. Um what would he say? How, what is Armin White's opinion on the seven deadly sins? I well, feel like he's cool the, with them. The film he's upset that they're appropriating um sins. Sin culture. No that they're like disrespecting the Bible. Okay. Um, I don't see it on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. That is an older one. I feel like he doesn't usually do older ones. He just likes being an idiot with new stuff. I don't know, man. Sometimes when there's no new movies, he just goes back and fucking, you know. Yeah. I feel like with the seven deadly sins, like you could make a full week out of this. Like do one sin a day. Well, Ty, have you heard that the like the theory for the Batman movie is going to be revolving around oh something like that? So day one, Pride, Batman just stands there checking himself out in the mirror. Have you seen American Psycho? No. It stars Christian Bale. There's a scene he's like a serial killer, but he's like obsessed with himself and looking perfect. There's a scene of him having sex with a woman, mm-hmm. um, and he has a mirror on his wall, and he's just staring, flexing, and looking at himself while having sex. That, but... Um, Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. That's no, day I've, one. I've sent you the videos, the film yeah, yeah. theory video, where it's like each villain exposes a different like deadly sin or whatever. Okay. Day one is Batman having sex, staring at himself in the mirror. Day two, greed. <laughs> Batman. He spent all his money on his own suit. He's rich. He's yeah. a, that's easy. He just spends a day being Bruce Wayne. Day yeah. two is just Bruce Wayne. Day three, lust goes back to having sex. <laughs> day four, envy. He just he just opens up a book and just or he like opens up the fucking Daily Planet or whatever just stares at Superman like what the fuck's this guy I, I got? I don't powers? know if Superman's gonna be in this. No, he's, it's fine. Maybe he's envious of how the Joker can kill people. Maybe oh sh- And he's like he just sits there and like looks at his one rule and it's like don't yeah. kill. He's like if I could just get rid of this fucking rule. Yeah. Day five gluttony. He just eats. 
Or he just has more sex. Too much of it. Yeah, that's fair. He eats too much <laughs> pussy. Day six, Wrath. He kills the villain. He breaks his rule. He kills. He gets angry. Day seven, he just sleeps it off. <laughs> he's, he's sad about he it. Sleeps so it off. He just chills in bed and he's real fucking bummed out. Week over, seven deadly sins complete. Academy Award goes to. Oh my god. Um Armin White. Should I try to add him on LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hire him. I, I don't um, Let's like let I feel like like Nathan for me where they like set up fake businesses and stuff. We could definitely get him. We could do definitely a fake get him screening to do or something. Yeah. If we made it look professional enough. If we put in the effort, we could pull that off. It's like, oh, this indie film and we make a fake site about like all these reviews and it's like we invite him to watch it and like we probably have to pay him to go see it, but it would be funny for the bit and then he shows yeah. up and it's just a a, a screen it's like fuck you armin white or it's just we like, tell him it's like this beautiful indie film we make him watch like like jackass 3d <laughs> well he would know we'd have to make something ourselves our version of jackass 3d <laughs> specifically 3d i want him to get the shit splattered at him okay yeah right. he'll be real confused when the indie film hands him 3d glasses hopefully he doesn't question it <laughs> fuck this guy it's all i got for you ty Next week, unfortunately, Many Saints in Newark came out this week. I made the executive decision to put No Time to Die ahead of it because it's a bigger franchise. Okay. I've got nothing but support on that decision. Okay. Um, we can put a poll out on Twitter if you want. I it, It's fine. I'll take the L. It's fine. Okay. Many Saints in Newark next week. Then Dune. Um, we got, like, we're just going to rip off some theater movies after that again. Yep. Dune, Last Night in Soho, Eternals, Ghostbusters, Top Gun, Maverick, Encanto. Um, a few more weeks, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Also, Red Rocket, any film, getting great awards. We're going to review that, maybe, possibly. Yep. At some point in there, 100th episode. 100th episode. Law-abiding citizen. Hopefully. Banger. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Also, I fucked that one up last week on the sports episode. I just want to apologize for that. So double, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.